even though you are discovering that the WMSCOG is false, that doesn't mean that Jesus is false. It doesn't mean the Bible is not true. Uh, just, just because they taught you the things they taught you about it and it was incorrect, it doesn't mean that the Bible isn't true, okay? So a good analogy that we've talked about before in videos is that if somebody all your life taught you mathematics, but they taught you to do it incorrectly, and so you were going about life and you were doing math and you were adding two plus one and thinking that equaled four, uh, and then finally you discover, wait a minute, that's not the correct way to do math. And when I do math that way, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit me because it doesn't actually correlate with reality. Just because you were taught mathematics by this person the wrong way doesn't mean that mathematics is not true. It doesn't mean that mathematics, ex mathematics itself is false. It simply means that the person who taught you, you need to throw them away. You need to get away from them. You need to reject what they taught you and you need to look back at <laughs> what mathematics really is. Okay, and so what I'm saying is that Jesus is real. And all of us have to do something with that, that man who, who lived 2,000 years ago, who died, who was buried, and who rose again. I believe that is historically verified. Historically, it's the best, it's the best uh, explanation of the historical data that we have. And so I think we have to all do something with that. We have to do something with the words that he says in the Bible. So even though this group is false, the WMSCOG, or maybe discovering that it's not true, I'm encouraging you just to say that that doesn't mean the Bible isn't true. It doesn't mean that Jesus isn't true. It doesn't mean that some of the things that you probably learned in this group were, were good and probably true and probably came from the Bible. But I think the core of their doctrine is what is dangerous and what is false. And I hope that's what you're discovering. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I hope that encourages you in some way. I hope that's helpful. I know they're so much more than needs to be said here. I know you have probably so many questions, so much confusion. And so I would encourage you guys to, yeah, just reach out, email us. Um, uh, you can, I, I also would just encourage you if you're still wrestling, maybe you're kind of in the middle, you're thinking maybe this group is true, maybe it's false, I don't know. You may might still have questions and maybe you're, you're one foot in, one foot out. I would just encourage you to please go back and watch through uh, some of the videos we've done. Watch, watch through uh, some of, uh, the, the interviews with former members we've done, um, just to, to hear kind of the other side. You've, you've only been hearing this, the WMSCOG and what they're telling you and their, their answers to, uh, to people like me. I would just encourage you just to hear us out, hear what we're saying, and, and then go away and think about it objectively. Think about it yourself. Don't, don't, don't be constrained by the way the WMSCOG has taught you to think. And again, go to the internet, go to, and don't just go anywhere, but find real uh, resources that are just giving the truth. And there are resources out there. Again, go to the examining the WMSCOG.com website. There's so much there. And, I, and again, I say it, uh, I've said it before, I think just one or two articles that you might read on that will show you that this group, the WMSCOG is false. It's just, it's false and the evidence proves that. And again, I know that's hard. I know that's confusing. I, I, under, I understand partially. I, I, I can sympathize partially. I know, I know what it's like to have, to have to be removed from ways of thinking, to have to shift your, in, in many ways, your per, this perspective, this worldview that you've held for years. 
and it's disorienting, it's confusing, it's painful emotionally, and, and it, it brings you to depression and anxiety and, and just all these things. And so I'm just saying, just press through that, uh, keep going, um, uh, and, and do her. And I know that it's going to be a process, but I know that God can bring you to the other side and he can bring you to the true, true peace and freedom that's available in Jesus. Um, because he, he, again, yeah, he's, he's the one who has the living water. He's the one who has the bread of life. The eternal life that we can experience now. The eternal life of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Uh, a peace that doesn't come from our self-exertion, our personal efforts and our energies to try to work for God, to try to do all we need to do to clean ourselves up and to get rid of our sins and to prove that we're faithful, to prove that we're obedient by, by keeping this or keeping that or observing this or obeying that. I'm not saying that obedience is not good, but I'm saying if you start out that way, if you begin your relationship with God, if you, if you build it upon the foundation of I'm going to exert an effort myself to show God that I'm worth him saving, that I've, that I've, I'm going to try to earn his forgiveness and salvation. Um, you're going to miss out on it. But if you just simply come to him as a beggar, as somebody who has nothing, like the, the example of the tax collector and the Pharisee who both prayed, the Pharisee believed that he was getting it done, right? He, he said, thank you, God, that I don't do this, I don't do that, and I, I keep this and I keep that. And therefore, he thought, I'm good before God and God accepts me. The tax collector came before God and was fully aware that maybe he was even trying to please God in some ways, but he was realizing, I'm not getting it done. My best efforts are still not good enough. Like, I'm still not fully holy. Uh, I'm, I'm still not perfectly righteous, even though I might be striving and trying uh, with my best efforts. And, and that man simply came to God with nothing, like a child, and said, help me. Help, God, help me. Like, I believe that you're good. I believe things like Psalm 34 that say you're good to those who cry out to you. You're, 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 uh, there's other verses like Psalm 25 that says God, uh, he, he teaches sinners. He doesn't just teach those who, are, who have learned to get rid of their sin. He doesn't just teach and help those who have learned to clean themselves up. But it's Romans 5 that says while we were still weak, Christ died for us. And so you have to begin, you have to build the foundation of your relationship with God on that, on his grace and not on your works, not on your Passover observance, not on your Sabbath keeping. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't ever do those things, as we always say, but you have to get the order right. And when you come to God and the foundation of your relationship with him is based on his free grace that you realize right now, the way I am in all my messiness and all my struggles, I can simply acknowledge, God, I'm not, I'm not what I should be. I'm not, I know what you want me to be. I'm not fully righteous like, like Jesus was, but I'm simply, I'm, I'm, I know that I don't deserve your grace because of my sin, because of the choices I've made, but I come to you because I know you're a good God. I know that you're kind, you're merciful, you're gentle. Uh, uh, and so like uh, Matthew, sorry, I, I keep saying we're going to end this, but I'll end this with this. Uh, so Matthew, where, he, where Jesus, uh, I think it's Matthew 5, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. For my burden is easy, my yoke is light. And so that's, that's what God wants. He wants us to come to him. And not, not, he doesn't want us to come to him so that he can give us this load of burdens to carry and say, okay, now that God doesn't say, okay, now that you come to me, 
you come to me and you want to follow me, well, here's this big, this big like backpack full of rules and laws and regulations you have to keep, or or you're going to be destroyed. You're going to go to hell. You're not going to make it unless you you continue to be strong enough to carry that bag. And the farther you go, I'm going to keep adding more and more weight to it. I, I'm convinced that that is that is a a pretty accurate analogy of what the WMSCOG does and what many false groups do. Any group that misses and, and it does not understand the truth of what the gospel really is. They, they don't understand the two words that are that are used so often when the gospel is described, when salvation is described, that it's something that is free and it's something that's a gift, okay? So when we come to God, he doesn't set this big backpack on our backs full of laws and rules and ordinances and observances and say, carry this or you're gonna go to hell. Rather, he comes and we're already carrying this backpack full of sin and shame and guilt and, and failure and temptation and giving into this sin and giving, and we're coming to him with all this junk, this backpack, and he actually, rather than giving us another backpack, he, he takes that off of us. And that's what Jesus says in Matthew 5. He says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He takes that that load off of us, whether that load is a load of sin and shame and guilt because of our failures or or I think many of you that you're coming out of this group and you have this load of guilt and fear because of all these rules and these uh, the, this, these commandments that you think you have to observe or else you're going to go to hell. And so you're you, right now, I think you have an opportunity to come to Jesus with those things and say, man, I, I'm trying, you know, I've tried to keep Passover. I've tried to keep Sabbath. I'm trying to witness enough. And, and I just feel like I'm not doing it good enough. I feel like I'm, I'm still like the best efforts I give. Like if I'm really honest and look at my heart, I still don't feel like I'm getting it done where, where it's going to be good enough for you to not send me to hell. I think many of you are feeling that. And that's a backpack full of weight that you're, you, you can come to God with right now. And he wants to take that off of you. That's not, that's not something that he's put on you. It's not something that he ever want, wanted you to carry. This is something that the false religion of man puts on people. Uh, this is something that the WMSCOG leadership has put on you. Uh, just as the, the Pharisees did to these people, they, they put these heavy burdens on their backs and, and these rules and this, these laws that, that uh, you know, in Acts, this is exactly what the Pharisees were trying to do, the, the religious Jews were trying to do to the new Christians. It was just the, the simplicity and the easiness of the gospel was offensive to them. That's the offense of the gospel, that it's so easy that we can simply come to Jesus with these, these loads and he removes that. So come to him with your heavy burdens. You who are weary and heavy laden because of what you're experiencing right now, or maybe you're in the group and you're just, maybe you're not feeling the doubts yet, but maybe you're feeling the weariness and the heaviness of trying to keep all these laws and these rules and these obligations. I'm just telling you, please go to Jesus as he wants you to do. And he will take that off. He'll take that off of you and he'll show you he never intended you to carry that. And so what happens when we come to Jesus and we simply say, I can't do this. I can't get it done. I can't, I can't work enough. I can't keep enough laws or rules. He'll take that off. He'll take that heavy load off. And we'll realize he accepts us just as we are. He accepts us before we do anything to earn it. And when we realize that, what, what that's going to do, and this is going to answer so many, what, what so many of uh, members are throwing against us and kind of using as a response against much of what we're saying that we, we teach that you don't have to 
obey, that, that keeping God's commandments isn't important. That's kind of what they'll say. That Oh, so when we say stuff like this, they'll say, so you're just saying you can just believe and that's all. Like nothing else matters. You don't have to obey. And that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you come to Jesus and you experience that touch, you reach out and you touch him. And simply by f- the faith of you doing that as a child, he, you touch him and he and you realize he fully accepts you. He fully loves you. You're saved. You're justified, meaning that your sin is no longer counted against you. Your destiny is no longer to God's judgment and wrath, but rather your destiny is to his forgiveness and salvation. When you touch Jesus and you experience that, what it will produce is obedience. But it's going to be obedience that comes from love. It's going to be this overflow of uh, you realize that he fully accepts you. And so why wouldn't you obey? Why wouldn't you, you? You will want to do what he says. And this is the difference between the behavior modification that so many false groups uh, uh, teach people to walk in and heart transformation, which is what you experience when you reach out and touch Jesus and understand his grace. And so um, this is a lot, but, but uh, and again, I know there's so much more that can be said, but um, I just want to encourage you guys and leave you with that, that you would go to Jesus. And uh, I know that in the midst of all that you're experiencing right now, that he will take that load, that heavy weight, and he'll give you his, his yoke, his burden, which is easy and light.